Welcome to The Kale Show. I think it's time for another true sales expert. So I've invited Hans, and Hans did something very special. Hans wrote a, a fairy tale. Not a book, it's a fairy it's tale. It's a fairy tale, it's a fairy tale. Explaining sales in a completely different way. And a fairy tale for adults. A fairy tale for adults, because for adults. of the crazy language or all the hot... Yeah, and uh, all the hot scenes. Hot scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the way. Tell me about the book. Why a fairy tale? Well, because most books are extremely boring. And I know a lot of guys and a lot of uh, girls with a lot of management books that are, that are lying around next to their beds and are never, never being read. Most companies just buy them to say, well, we've offered you education. Exactly. It's there. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, it also gives a good feeling. I'm buying a book. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah sure. I'm, I'm halfway there. It's Stop like I mean. you know the New Year's resolutions. I'm going to work on my weight. First step is buy new shoes. You know, yeah. I'm halfway there. Yeah. So I, I wanted to write a book that is <laughs> easily readable, and so I said, okay, I want, I want a guy, I want a knight. You know, something medieval going on a on a, on a quest. I said, okay, fairy tale. That's perfect. Uh, but there's also another reason I put it in, in, the, in medieval times, because I wanted to get back to basics. What I see nowadays with a lot of startups is they want to run before they can walk. Mm -hmm. They True. don't know how to do sales, but they've got their Instagrams uh, linked to their LinkedIn profiles, linked to their HubSpot, blah, 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 you know, all the funnel automa mm -hmm. automation things. But they should go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. How do you sell a sausage, you know? Let's go back to that. So I wanted to, 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 to do the story. <laughs> Stay in the medieval team. Sausages. Right, but they had great, great sausages back then. That's all they ate, these guys. So I wanted to go back to a time where there was no technology, only the basics, you know? And that's what I did. No excuses then. No, no excuses. place to hide no technology. No technology, only pure customers and pure yeah. suppliers. So, so you can imagine when Hans would train you, he's going to take away everything and he's going to say, it's just exactly. going to be you. There will be a lot of meat as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like a home, uh, how do you call it again? Uh, home, home game, home game, home game. game. So two guys from the same yeah, place. From the same city. Yeah. From okay, the same city. so. Yeah, so my idea was, okay, we're going, to, we're going to have a guy. He's a blacksmith. Actually, he's the, the, the assistant of a blacksmith. And he, by accident, discovers a special kind of horseshoe. You know, the horseshoe, yeah. what a shoe. Yeah. Shoe for a horse. Yeah, yeah. And it says, okay, this is amazing. And the thing you, if you read the book, you, you, you will find out wh why it is amazing. He says, okay, I'm going to sell this to the king. For all his horses. I don't know. I'm going to sell it for the king. I'm going to be rich and famous and insta famous. And you know, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And so he starts, he leaves together with his friend, the goat, Irma, the goat, uh, on his way to the king, but very naively, you know, and on their way, they, they, they encounter a lot of strange things and they learn a lot of stuff. And on their way, they learn the basics of sales and marketing, because for me, they're very intertwined, those two things. Mm -hmm. And when they arrive at the king's castle, a lot of stuff happens. But, you know, they left naively, but they arrive in a very... Um, they become like... Like you, veteran, veteran in sales. Yeah, 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 about, yeah. Seasoned thank thank you for the compliment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that, that was the setting. Um, and basically, and I think I can tell you a little bit about the, the content. Mm. 
What I've discovered in my almost 20 years of sales, and I've also, I've also done a couple of business schools, and I've gathered you know, the best what I've found out in all those mm -hmm. courses. And for me, there are three main things that you should take care of when you try to do business. You know? There's trust. If they don't trust you, if they don't believe yeah, you, it doesn't really matter what, what you tell, what your product is about, just doesn't yeah. matter. So the, the, the fundamental number one is, how do I have people trust me? How do you gain trust? How do you gain trust you and your company, obviously? But a lot of companies are focused on trusting the company, but not enough in trusting them as a person. Yeah. I fully, fully follow. Trust. If people believe in people, people trust people. It's, it's, I mean, right. if, if there's a, you know, you're, you're working in, in a dark alley in the city and there's a guy, you know, with a, with a long uh, jacket and a, and a big hat approaching you. Hey, do you want to make some money, easy money? I mean, it really doesn't matter what, what offer he has, you know. <laughs> Trust should be there. Now, back, back away from the, the black alley, the dark alley, there's another element, value. I can trust you. I mean, you can be even my mother. If she comes with a bad proposal, I won't do it, you know? So it has to be a proposal that's valuable. Mm -hmm. Valuable doesn't mean this machine can do 3000 RPM or this car can do this speed or whatever. I'm not talking about technical specs. I'm talking about real value. Real value meaning, what does it mean for you as a yep. customer? That's what value is about, right? That's the second pillar value and then there's a third one that a lot of people forget number three <laughs> <laughs> sorry risk that's a good one that's i thought good. you would go to structure but okay. no no structure that's ah, so 90s that's no. so 90s damn no, no. i gotta change my slides <laughs> uh, yeah. risk structure is also important risk why because you might have an, an attractive proposal and they might trust you, but then at the final end, just before they make the decision, they start looking at, at, at the proposal in a different way, with different glasses. If I do this, what can go wrong? Because imagine that you're selling some kind of software, and I mean, it makes sense, it's an attractive, if it works, what you, what you say it will do, mm -hmm. that's, that's great stuff. And I mean, you've done this before, you, you're a seasoned uh, IT professional, so I trust you. But if this goes wrong, imagine that I lose all my customer data. Or imagine that I can't go back to my previous system. So I'm gonna stop you there. How do you solve it then? What's your advice? For the, for the risk thing? For the risk thing. That's an interesting one, yeah. Uh, I, got, uh -huh. I got you there. Uh, yeah, got you there. I, 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 I gotta make notes now. <laughs> <laughs> risk splits up in two aspects. What is the probability that it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And the second aspect is, if it, if it goes wrong, what is the damage? Yeah. So the, in, in, in the book, there's an image of a, a guy walking below, you know, an old wooden crane, yeah. uh, below something that's hanging there. I think it's a cannon that I used. What is the, the risk is, what's the probability that it happens if the, if the, the rope snaps? The, the second aspect is, how big is the damage if the cannon falls on your head? And these are two aspects that you should be addressing. So what could you do, for instance, in this case, you can say, if the rope snaps, there's a second rope. But if it happens, if it goes wrong, we've got an amazing helmet. Or there's a sensor mounted on top of your head, mm -hmm. 
that closes something yeah. or that pushes you away. So there's these two aspects, you know? And with, this was an easy example, but imagine with the software, huh? yeah, you're, you're integrating a new software and you can say, okay, it will be, it probably won't go wrong because it's not everything in one step, but it's small steps. And every step you can go back if it doesn't work, you know? But if things would go wrong, then we have created a special system that one button and within 20 minutes, you're completely back on your old system. Mm -hmm. You see, that's when it goes wrong, there's a safety net. The other thing I wanted to quickly touch upon, because we try and condense the show with, is one of your first loves, which is teaching engineers to sell. Yeah, which is, that I kind think, of love you're a lot about, of the yes. startups and scale-ups that come to me suffer, guys. I always say, Michael, we are not sales, we are engineers. Yeah, and I say, yeah, no, yeah, I kind of yeah. like engineers because they... So what would be your advice there? I mean, what, what, what's the thing you say, guys? Well, the thing... You know, I, I'm an engineer myself, yeah, so I, I yeah. think I can speak so I had freely. To, I had to, <laughs> you're excused. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I, I've always been working in between engineers, but always commercial work. Um, so, but I've seen a lot of them uh, at work. First of all, there is absolutely no difference between the sales work an engineer has to do and any other guy or, or girl. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. I agree. There's only one difference. Not in the kind of work, but in the kind of mistakes they make. Engineers, as you probably already noticed, are very smart people. But there's a risk in being smart. <laughs> you tend to talk too much. True. And you want to be correct on every... So you have to explain every single bloody detail. Exactly, exactly. And there is only, there is only one thing worse than making a mistake for an engineer. Talking That's, too much? No, for themselves not knowing the answer. Ah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the, the worst nightmare of an engineer is to be seen as stupid. So one, once they're in a meeting with a customer and there is some pressure, huh, they start to show, because that's the real behavior, when, when there is a lot of pressure, yeah. then you notice the real behavior. Huh? They start to show the customer how much they know about the topic. And they forget completely that they're not there for, to prove the, the, the customer that they're very smart. They're there to help the customer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the real challenge for an engineer in sales is to know a lot about the topic and then to shut up about it. It's like saying an amount, 50K. And then what most sales people do, they get nervous mm -hmm. and they're like, blah, 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 blah. you can't do that. Yeah, you gotta yeah. say it's 50K. First one who speaks, Loses. Yeah, but it's an important topic you mentioned. You, we both know that silence is a very powerful weapon. But you have to be socially very S strong. Skilled. Skilled. Yeah. Skilled. To handle silence. And you can, tr you can train yourself on that. Yeah. I count in my head. To ten. The problem is, I count very fast. <laughs> <laughs> You became a very fast counter. Yeah, yeah. I'm a really fast counter. So I, I think you know, I can count to 10 in one second, right? <laughs> no, I think we should, we should wrap it up. You, you yeah, learned the wrong yeah. expertise yeah. from it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would say, read it. I mean, you, you heard Hans talking, an engineer, training sales, writing a fairy tale about sales. I'm sure you're going to learn something. At least you're also going to laugh a bit because I, I thought there was yeah, some yeah. really good yeah, jokes yeah, in yeah. there. There is a goat in it that, uh, that, that farts all the time. It's, yeah, well, it's funny. you see... And probably there is a pig in it too. A what? A pig. No, there's a, there's a goat, there's a talking apple, there's a crazy donkey. There are a lot of crazy people actually. Okay, cool. With that, Hans.
thanks for coming to the show. Michael, and we all always a pleasure. Leuven. Leuven. <laughs> <laughs>